Welcome to Wasted Good. with me, Bruce Bratley. I'm the founder and CEO of First Mile, a recycling company based in London. And our aim is to get everyone recycling everything. And you're listening to Wasted, our podcast promoting sustainable lifestyles and solving recycling myths. So let's get wasted with our first guest, Kiko Matthews, a British explorer, environmental champion, social entrepreneur, and holds the world record for the fastest solo woman to row the Atlantic in a mere 49 days, seven hours and 15 minutes. Welcome, Kiko. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Those 15 minutes on my uh, row are very important. <laughs> I think I might have round, rounded <laughs> down with a second. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, exactly. I think you're, you were ahead of the curve very much so when you um, did the Atlantic crossing with the issue of um, plastic waste. Um, and before that, with your paddleboard social business down in, uh, I think it's Richmond in London. Um, but then sort of you really hit the timing right with um, highlighting the problem of the throwaway culture um, when you crossed the Atlantic in March, which was only a few months. Was it March 17? Um, 18, March 18, 18 just a few months yeah. after um, Blue Planet 2 had aired. Um, and I think for the first time, the public, probably the first time, was seeing the impact of our crazy single-use um, throwaway culture and you sort of focused on that right from the start with your um, teaching as a science teacher, paddle boarding and then uh, rowing across the Atlantic but how on earth for the listeners did you really get from that paddle boarding business in Richmond to rowing the Atlantic in a few short years and what's it mean meant really for your old sort of life since? Tell us the story. Yeah uh, so it's, I'm very lucky it's quite a good story, but um, I'll try to make it quick. Uh, but I'd nearly died in 2009 of an illness called Cushing's disease. Um, and it sort of made me reevaluate my life as a teacher, which I wasn't massively enjoying the bureaucracy of teaching. Um, so I ended up in Africa, traveling and learned to paddleboard on the Nile, loved it, came back to the UK, wanted to set up a business, uh, charity that was based around environment and education um charities are very very difficult to run and set up and everything so i managed to set up but the running was impossible so i set up a business a paddleboard business in london um yeah you're correct in richmond and then actually moved over to hackney for two years as well so i was yeah. working between the two polar opposites of uh, <laughs> london <laughs> and um uh the business basically did what the charity wasn't able to do because of all the red tape so i we do uh, it's called Trash for Treats, where we collect trash um, in the canals on the river, and then you get a treat at the end of it from the local cafe who we were kind of partnering with. Um, I did some work with autistic uh, kids, and I did like a bit of life coaching, very sort of relaxed, but a lot of people who come and chat and be like, oh, this is so cool, and like, how do you get into that? And it just kind of materialized so like, people. people so really mind, kind of the... Mindful paddleboard, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. People would just sort of let down barriers. I think I've got a bit of a, I don't know, an honest personality that <laughs> makes people <laughs> yeah. also be quite honest. Um, so we'd have quite a lot of like good chats. And, and I think it was also an awesome opportunity to just like help people connect with nature and realise what an amazing, um, you know, what amazing nature they had on their, on their yeah. doorstep in London in particular. And when you're on the water, it's just so incredible. But also highlight how revolting... Um, 
the sort of the plastic and the waste and the rubbish was that was in the canals and even on the river on the Thames. So that was um, that was really fulfilling, and I got I gained quite a lot of confidence, I think, over setting up a business and the charity. Um, and <laughs> Mum said to me just one day that she thought Prince Harry would be a good boyfriend. I'd been single <laughs> for about 13, 12 years. I thought, oh, what a great idea! This is what, uh, how am I going to get his attention? And I just was like, oh. I'll solo row the Atlantic and if I go for world record and I raise money for one of his charities he'll fall in love with me um as that clearly didn't work but um it turned out actually that um uh, my tumor had returned and the tumor one of the, one of my symptoms of that tumor is psychosis and mania so it makes me yeah. really like hyperactive and sl- think that anything is possible and you know the world's beautiful and shiny and rosy and even rowing um the so is, obviously is, rowing is, the Atlantic. Is, is there a, yeah it I must mean... have been a, a medical first, <laughs> I think. yeah yeah I think it was so um <clears throat> put a little bit that was in the middle of my training and I, re- I really wanted to um show people that um anything can be achieved if we if we um put our minds to it um whilst I didn't do I didn't fundraise for a plastics charity but I did actually I fundraised for the yeah. hospital that saved my life but I still wanted to highlight it wasn't actually so much when you're on a journey across the Atlantic it's not quite the right place to be seeing there was definitely some bottles and some containers and stuff like that but it wasn't a huge um it wasn't like the big uh gyras that you that we hear about you know the big yeah. islands of plastic I wasn't quite yeah. in the right place there um and I really wanted to kind of because the environment was my big thing i thought as a little paddleboard instructor in the in london didn't have a huge voice um i wanted a slightly bigger voice because it's such an important subject to me and passionate about it i thought well if i do something big then i've got a bigger voice that was the kind of the plan um had my had an operation in august set off in february having sort of sort of recovered (laughs) um not sure the doctors were i think the doctors realized they weren't going to stop me so they were just putting things in place to make it as safe as possible and off I rode I'd never been to sea before when I left um and apart from the rowing practice I'd done I wasn't like a rower before so it was all quite new experience I mean I definitely hadn't spent 49 days on my own either did you you start twice did you forget did you forget something yeah yeah I rode out an hour for an hour and a half and then I realized my medication was still in the (laughs) fridge at home (laughs) the medication that was going to allow me to get across the Atlantic without it I probably wouldn't have made it so wow yeah that was a bit of a a starting blip it was fine stop the clock and start again and when I let yeah yeah exactly good imagine if I like remembered four hours later it would have been a disaster because I would have been out of the I was I left from Gran Canaria so I was still in the like the wind shadow of the of yeah. the island by after an hour and a half. If I'd been four hours, I would have been out into the the wind that was pushing me off the island, like properly off. So I would have had to be towed back in or something. So it could have been a little bit less. Be a, well, that's definitely bad bad packing. When, you know, you can't. You, but, <laughs> I was, you yeah, can buy no. a pair of sunglasses at the airport, <laughs> but you definitely can't get your drugs when you're rowing across the Atlantic. <laughs> No, no. My my little my little niece thought I'd left my flip flops at home when she when she saw the tracker of me like turning around. She's like, "Oh, it's Kiko, Auntie Keeks has left her flip flops on the, <laughs> on the beach <laughs> in the harbour." Mm, yeah, a little bit more important than that, but yeah. So then uh, you made it, and, I did. And, which is quite incredible. And what was the? Uh, I mean, what was it like? I mean, I've I've heard you tell the story in detail about rowing the Atlantic, but the highlights for the listeners. I mean, was the massive waves? Was it lonely? 
I mean, talk about self-isolation. You know, you had 49 days on your own and, uh, you know, we've, I don't know how many months we've been in lockdown now, but it's about the same, really. And you were just in a little boat on your own and, um, you know, quite incredible. Yeah, um, I think it's, it's, so for me, the, like, the loneliness is very difficult, different to solitude. So for me, I'd kind of created this group of women who had, and girls who had supported me financially for the boat and the project. So I had this kind of,